Hugh Buckheel. With ease. Miguel Aziz, his first goal for Portsmouth. Into the path of Smithrow, into the box. Smithrow scores! A really deserved first goal in Huddersfield Town Colours. Did you miss me? Because I'm back. And away from Hale End is back. It's big news. It's been a while. I apologize for the absence. A mix of personal life, professional life, and just figuring out the best way forward with this podcast has kept us off the air for, I want to say, about six months. But we're back with kind of a bit of a twist on it. We're going to continue to keep you updated on the lone players. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter segment. And then either at the beginning or the end, depending on what I feel works best, we're going to do a profile on a Hale End talent. And although there's a lot to catch up on with our lone players, and that's why a lot of you are here, today we're going to start with our profile. But just so you'll stick around, we are going to talk about Charlie Patino's very hot start at Swansea. We're going to talk about Mika Biarritz's incredible bad luck after what was one of the great debuts of an Arsenal lone player that we've ever seen, as well as the likes of Brooke Norton Cuffey hitting the ground running at Millwall and some other players struggling a little bit. But to our player profile, let's get right into it. And we're going to talk about probably the third most important player at Hale End at the moment, or at least the third most talked about. Amario Cozier Dewberry, an 18-year-old kid from London who has become a star at Hale End over the past 12 months. Standing at a height of just 1.7 meters, or 5 feet and 7 inches, Amario, or ACD as fans like to call him, doesn't stand out on the pitch due to his physique, but instead because of his innate ability to find space, wriggle past defenders, and create goal-scoring opportunities for himself and his teammates. A winger who spent much of his early youth on the left side, his dominant side, before moving to the right wing, but he also has the skill set to be an interior. He receives the ball well, he can turn in tight spaces, he knows how to protect the ball and get his head up, making line-breaking passes on the ground, one that's become a specialty of his, fitting the ball into small windows with just the right weight and linking up play between phases one and phase three. Amario grew up just northeast of the Emirates Stadium playing football on an artificial turf pitch rented by youth club Shettlecourt Rangers. He played throughout primary, primary school and for a Sunday league team. ACD grew up an Arsenal fan idealizing Thierry Henry. However, Amario really wanted to be like Arhen Robin, due to his wand of a left foot and unstoppable cut inside move. And those are words straight out of Cozier Dewberry's mouth. According to a story from The Athletic from earlier this year, the founder of Chettlecourt Rangers, Nsasa Mfuka, couldn't believe ACD was playing at that level for so long, and took until Amario outshined every player from the top London clubs at a tournament for Arsenal to come knocking. And Fuka said, quote, he would lose the ball and just fight to get it back straight away. His speed in 1v1s, scoring goals, making the right passes, and his energy was 100% above other players. They may have been better than him technically, but his energy levels were out of this world. For a short, skinny guy, he had very good balance. The important thing was he knew how to win. He wouldn't let his guard down. Big or small, he'll let you know, I'm the boss. He didn't have the fear most kids had. End quote. At age 14, Arsenal approached Cozier Dewberry 
After watching him win a tournament in Enfield. Excited by the opportunity, but also nervous, ACD arrived at Hale End on a 10-week trial. Admittedly, according to Amario, it took him a few weeks to adjust to the level and settle his nerves. But once he scored a right-footed banger during his trial, he was immediately signed, officially, after that match, and the rest is history. He made his under-18 debut at 15, assisting in just 34 minutes of action off the bench and scored in his second match after coming on in the second half. His under-23 debut came just eight months later when he was 16 years old. The next season, in 2022-2023, not only was ACD a regular with the U21s, remember U23 was abolished and U21 became the Premier League 2 level, but he also made the bench for Arsenal's first team in five Premier League matches and was a driving force behind the under-18's FA Youth Cup Finals appearance, scoring five goals and adding three assists in just six matches. Amario made his first-team debut in a friendly against Juventus, playing on the left wing and impressing with his ability to keep possession against senior players, take a man on, and, of course, his deadly crossing skills. Everybody knows of Amario's incredible skill on the pitch, but what makes him stand out amongst the crowd and amongst his peers at Hale End is his mentality. Jack Wilshire has said of Cozier Dewberry, quote, he reminds me of Sokka with how humble he is. That's the best way to explain his character. He's tough. We barely see him because he's with the first team training and under 21s, and rightly so because he deserves it. He has the humility to come back here, and by the way, he's the nicest kid and the quietest kid, even though he's with the first team. End quote. Anyone who's spoken to Amario knows his head is in the right place, constantly trying to learn from coaches Mikel Arteta and Mehmet Ali, and crediting Saka, Enkedia, and Odegaard for helping him progress as a player and a person. Coming from grassroots football, Amario has always had a chip on his shoulder, feeling like he has something to prove, which has become one of his largest assets. If there's one player Amario Cozier Dewberry is compared to most often, it's Bukayo Saka. Coaches, fans, teammates alike all believe ACD is the heir to Saka. Both Saka and Amario have seen similar progression of playing above their age groups. Both started as left-wingers only to move to the right side where their goal contribution output increased. Both have that same humble mentality that keeps them true to themselves on and off the pitch. However, Amario's main difference in development is the way Per Mertesacker, Mehmet Ali, Jack Wilshire, and Mikel Arteta have combined to start using him as an interior more often. Cozier Dewberry has the innate ability to shift out of trouble with quick feet. He knows how to receive a ball with men in his area, understands how to attack space both on and off the ball, specifically making late runs into the box, and he also has an incredible understanding of weight of passing. All of these skills to go along with his immense speed, his burst, 1v1 ability and usage of both feet make him a threat as a winger or interior, but his versatility certainly should see him progress to the first team ahead of some others. We've seen ACD's goal contributions rise in the past 18 months, 23 goal contributions in that span, having a lot to do with his dribbling innovation and better appreciation in attacking the back post. Many ask, what is next for Mario Cozier Dewberry? Still waiting on his official first-team debut, Amario has begun to get restless. He signed his first professional contract in June of 2022, but the likes of Chelsea, Manchester City, 
and some Dutch and Belgian clubs abroad are sniffing around as of late to try and lure ACD away from Arsenal. It is Cozier Dubarry's dream to represent his boyhood club, and he's more likely to extend his contract rather than leave. But if he doesn't get the chance to play first-team football by January, I'd expect a second-half-of-the-season loan move, which could open many doors. Many see Amario as a perfect complement and rotation option to Saka on the right wing, and rightly so. But the question is, when will Mikel Arteta trust him there? The League Cup match with Brentford and hopefully future matches in that competition are the perfect test run for Cozier Dewberry. But we haven't seen Arteta try youth players in the first team all that often before. Nonetheless, Amario has made himself a hero in his neck of the woods. 14-year-old Shakina Blanchard, who trained against Cozier Dewberry and is still at Shettlecourt Rangers, said, quote, You just want to be like him. If you've come from the same club, you just think to yourself that you could be like him. Make others and yourself proud and show everyone the club you came from and who did it for you. End quote. ACD's influence is continuing to grow both at Hale End and around football. And this makes one thing abundantly clear. He is ready for first team football somewhere, whether that be at Arsenal or somewhere else. Amaru Kozier Dubarry. There's a lot to like, and I hope you enjoyed that profile on him. The mentality is really what I think makes him stand out amongst the rest, and this is being recorded an hour before the Brentford match, and he is on the bench and hopefully making his debut. But if not, the future will look a little bit different than what we'd expect when the season started and we didn't bring in any right-wing competition for Saka. Back to our regularly scheduled programming and why many of you are here are loan recaps of our Hailenders out at clubs both in England and abroad. And there's no better place to start than Charlie Patino, who is off to a wicked fast start at Swansea City. Uh, his five starts and six matches played. He's added three assists and a goal in the championship already. Uh, he's mostly playing as a left central midfielder, a role that he has thrived in previously and really where most people see his future at Arsenal in that kind of advanced eight role on the left side, but being a more physical presence. Uh, Swansea has really allowed him to get forward more often, really a main reason why he's contributing more goals and assists. If you remember at Blackpool last season, they were horrific. They got relegated. They rarely had possession of the ball. Charlie was asked to play as the deepest midfielder oftentimes, and that's just not where he's most effective. He is an intelligent footballer. He's incredible on and off the ball, and that's why he's able to you know, take up those positions, but he's best in that left half space, being, a, you know, a threat towards goal, balls over the top, and that's really where he's been best. He's been deadly off of corner kicks and crosses from that left half space and left wing. He scored a superb goal last weekend with a weak-footed chip over the keeper, what turned into a one-on-one -on -one with the goalie. Charlie received the ball on his left foot and took it in stride beautifully, only needing one other touch over the keeper and into the net. He's really oozing confidence at the moment. He has got the fifth highest rate in the championship of assists per 90 minutes at just under 0.7. He has the fifth highest rate in accurate cross percentage. The only thing I will say is his dual percentages are down a little bit from the outrageous numbers that they started at last year at Blackpool. But this really has to do with the different setup he's in. As I mentioned, Swansea play a much more possession-based style. Charlie's much further up the pitch. He's used more as a pressing mechanism rather than winning duels in midfield. And he's really been excellent for a Swansea team that's off to a rather good start, uh, or especially over the past few matches. 
in the championship as well. Brooke Norton Cuffey has made five appearances at Millwall All Starts, playing that very familiar right wing back role. That's a big, big season for him. Uh, I think he needs to assure his technical side of play. Again, his physical elements is what's gotten him this far, and that's what made him shine at you know youth levels. That's what made him unplayable uh, to his colleagues. Uh, even you know in his first season with Lincoln, he was you know dribbling by everybody. He attacked space beautifully, uh, but when he comes up against you know sides that are a little more rigid and more strict and and understand their formational and possession in and out of possession formations, Brooks struggled a little bit weaponizing that speed and strength that makes him such a highly rated prospect. He also needs to remember his ways of early crossing from academy matches. He was most deadly from crossing from about three yards back from the 18, if the 18 yard box were extend all the way to the sideline, that's where Brooke Norton Cuffey's best crosses always came from. They had the right amount of whip, the right amount of height. When he gets too deep into the pitch, he often struggles to pick out a man and it's just a guess cross, which, you know, with his speed and strength, it's eventually going to be good enough. But you'd like to see him, as I said, assure that technical side of his game. He has it in him. We've seen it before. I think confidence is not at an all-time high, but he seems to be a nailed-on starter for Millwall and getting those opportunities, and, and he's been aggressive, and the fans are enjoying it from what I can see, and, and hopefully this is the season that we all need him to have because, you know, he likely plays a role at Arsenal. This is make or break it for his chances at Arsenal is what I'm meaning to say. If he has the season that he needs to have, he's probably comes in and is rotation for Ben White uh, as that overlapping option, he could help Saka a lot if there was an overlapping option there who liked to get forward more often. But if he doesn't, you know, shore up those technical responsibilities, then his time at Arsenal probably will come to an end, which is a bit unfortunate. I really do rate him highly, but that's just the end-all be-all at a club that's trying to challenge for titles and Champions Leagues. Heading over to Romania, the first player who went out on loan from Hale End this summer was Catalin Sirjan. Uh, he went to Rapid Bucharest, uh, or Rapid Bucharesti, if you want to try and pronounce it in Romanian. Uh, he played a vital role in his first three matches. I mean, he hit the ground running. He assisted in a few friendlies, and in his first three competitive matches, he had an assist and uh, started in all three. But since then, has pretty much been relegated to the bench. Uh, four starts total in six matches, and on the bench without playing in four matches. Uh, the truth of the matter is there's a significant buy clause in this loan spell. Rapid Bucharest see Sirjan as potentially a future player for them. Uh, the director recently did an interview and he went on to say that they didn't bring Catalan Sirjan in to sit on the bench. So we can expect more playing time in the near future. He also got his first call up to the Romanian under-21 side. So it's been a little hit or miss for Sirjan so far. Very good uh, advanced eight or, or number 10 with a left side bias. That's really where he's played most so far. Creative player, not necessarily the most athletic uh, in terms of pace, strength, dual winning ability. I think that kind of hinders his ability to, to be a future player at Arsenal, although Arteta liked him at a very young age. Had him training with the first team at 16, 17 years old before he had a bad injury. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, it's exciting for him to be traveling abroad. Uh, you know, it makes sense for him to go to his home country uh, and, and a place he's comfortable. So exciting times ahead for Sir John. Uh, Mika Biereth. What an amazing debut. I mean, that was one of the great debuts I've ever seen an Arsenal lone player have. He came on, 
had a debut goal and an assist to win the match 2-1. Came on down 1-0. The assist was incredible. Classic Beareth hold-up play. Takes on a man, drives into the box, crosses goal. And the goal was, was the same but without the pass instead and just fired it into the back of the net. I mean, Beareth's technical quality, physical skills, I mean, these are the makings of an elite number nine. There's no doubting about that. I'm sorry that uh, I it sounds biased, but he is, I mean, I, I see his ceiling higher than Balogun's. I do. I think he understands how to use his physical advantages better. I think he is better with both feet. He's a better creator. He's more versatile. But unfortunately, he played 22 minutes in the second match for Motherwell in Scotland. Uh, suffered a knee injury that likely keeps him out until 2024. And the bad injury luck continues. I mean, the same thing happened at Walwick. He had that amazing two-goal performance in Groningen. And then he got injured and never was able to get back on the pitch really consistently for the rest of the season. I mean, it sounds like Tyrese John Jules all over again. Every time, the first two times John Jules went out on loan, he scored goals, he assisted goals, he was crucial, and then he got injured and then since then, he's kind of faded into oblivion. Uh, so we, we hope that doesn't happen for Mika Beareth. Speaking of John Jules, he also went out on loan yet again to Derby County. Two appearances so far, accounting for only 24 minutes on the pitch, mostly playing off of that left wing. He's really not used as a number nine, you know, since he's had these long-term injury issues. But he played fine with his back to goal, receiving the ball, draws tons of fouls as he normally does. But then, unfortunately, suffers a thigh injury, and hasn't appeared since. I mean, it's just the bad luck of our center forwards with injuries. I mean, even Nikolai Moeller, who eventually left, couldn't stay healthy on loan. You just do hate to see it uh, for really young, talented players. Going over to Bromley, where Arsenal sent Tom Smith last year, um, and now this year we've sent Keto Taylor-Hart and Alex Kirk. Taylor-Hart finally made his debut as a sub uh, for an injured player just last weekend, played 61 minutes, Contributed an assist for the only goal in that match, driving through midfield. Uh, and it's not clear if it was purposeful, but, you know, a dribble that kind of came off his foot and ended up in the striker's path and turned into a goal. Uh, he then made his first start, senior start, uh, in the next match, playing 75 minutes. It does feel that he's playing a little more centrally than used to, uh, especially at the under-23 and under-21 levels. He played a lot out on the wings and as one a more forward option. I actually think it's interesting to see him playing centrally. I think he kind of struggled with confidence on the wing. Like, his one-on-one -on -one ability wasn't the greatest. He has a lot of dribbling security and, and technique, but not necessarily 1v1 skills. So I think in playing him as an interior is an interesting option, and I'm excited to see more of that this year. Uh, Alex Kirk still has not been involved in a Bromley match day squad. I'm not sure he's fully fit. He had a few injuries last year, ankle and knee stuff that was kind of lingering during a great loan spell at Iyer United. But my guess is he's just not fully fit yet. Talking about defenders, Omar Rekik went back on loan to Wigan, but this time they're in League One, getting relegated last year. He's made two starts so far, his only appearances. Interestingly, he's kind of playing as a left back out of possession, and then in possession, they're kind of playing a 3-5-2, so he's kind of playing that left center back role that he's more comfortable with, driving into space, uh, using both feet. He has a great passing range, but left back hasn't looked great for him defensively. He's gotten two yellow cards in two matches. He's having trouble with body orientation for sure uh, and figuring out where to force attackers when they're dribbling at him or, or how to recover into space. Uh, I think positionally, positional awareness was already a bit of a struggle for Rekik at the youth levels. That was always my biggest concern with him, uh, both a lack of composure and concentration in key times. 
So I'm not sure about the left-back experiment long-term. I think this more has to do with Wigan trying to play in a 3-5-2 in possession versus a 4-4-2 out of possession. Um, but he's at least playing alongside a uh, long-time teammate. Matt Smith is now at Wigan playing in midfield. So, and, and it's a club he's familiar with. I think this is a big season for Rekik as well. He's a really interesting player if he can understand positional awareness off the ball because his on-the-ball skills are, are incredible. Uh, Arthur Aconquo made one of the more interesting loan moves going to Wrexham. Obviously, all the stories of Wrexham are you know huge in the news, both in the U.S. and around the world, Ryan Reynolds, etc., etc. But I was excited about this move if he was going to be the starting goalkeeper because there's a lot of pressure and a lot of hype around them. But he's made just one appearance, keeping a clean sheet in the Football League trophy match against the Newcastle under-21, so barely even a senior appearance, if you will. Um, you know, he had great loan spells at Crewe and Sturm Graz in the first division of Austrian football. Like, this is well below his level, and if he's not playing, this makes no sense. So I expect there to be guaranteed playing time pretty soon, or this is a really silly loan move uh, for a player who had suitors kind of around Europe and, and around England and a player who I think hopes to, you know, have a chance at and making it at Arsenal or at least, you know, playing pretty elite senior football in the next couple of years. Uh, Salah Eddin Ulan M. Hand went on loan to Den Bosch. And just this week, he is finally back in training for the first time in seven months. Uh, you know, he went to Hull City, got injured immediately and never got to play there. They had a buy clause there, but obviously was never activated since he didn't play a single minute uh, for Hull. But... Now at Den Bosch, where we clearly have a great relationship, uh, and, and hopefully he's going to be in a match day squad soon. Uh, Nathan Butler Oyadeji. Uh, three appearances so far for Cheltenham. No starts. Came on in the 64th, 78th, and 76th minutes. He got two yellows in two minutes in that third appearance, turning into a red card. Now suspended for three matches. He's played a little bit centrally as a nine, a little bit as a left wing. Um, nothing really happened of note so far. It seems like he has struggled to make the step up to senior football, even though he's had some of his, you know, recently had his best spell in the under-21s. I mean, he was a surprise loan move in January of last year. He didn't really do much at Accrington, and so far not much at Cheltenham. But a long season ahead, anything is possible. Mauro Bandiera uh, at Colchester, another place where Arsenal clearly uh, have good relationships, uh, where Tom Smith was in the second half of last season. You know, he started off playing quite a bit, Made seven appearances so far, three starts. He's mostly playing that right mid right back role in a three five two. Uh, that's a position he moved to in uh, the under twenty ones in the first half of last year. He was really a, mostly a midfielder, even kind of had the ability to be more of an advanced eight, uh, but has, was excellent at right back for the under twenty ones in the second half of last season. Very strong in duels uh, and continuing to do that at Colchester. Hasn't quite found his comfort level on the ball uh, in the professional game. Uh, both, you know, he, he has decent ball-carrying ability. He's fairly good, especially going down that wing uh, and, and, you know, finding players in midfield, uh, but hasn't done that quite successfully yet in the professional game. But he hasn't featured in the last two league matches at all, so he seems to be on the fringes of the squad at the moment, but one injury and he's right back in. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on him as well. Just a few more here. Henry Jeffcott was sent on loan to Derby's under-21 side, uh, mostly just because... With Zane Monlouis, Lino Sousa, Rule Walters, James Sweet, there just wasn't a lot of room for Jeff Cott in the under-21s, and he needs to be playing regularly. As we know, Derby are very short for numbers in their U21s, hence why we sent Keto Taylor-Hart and Billy Vigar there last season. Uh, but Jeff Cott's made three appearances so far, 
Uh, he's played both left back and center back, both positions he's very comfortable with and has played for most of his career, uh, both for Arsenal under-21s, for Northern Ireland's under-21s. Uh, and it's good to just see him getting those opportunities on the pitch. Speaking of Billy Vigar, he has made nine appearances for Eastbourne Borough, seven starts. He did score in his first match, but hasn't done much of note since. And then last but not least, Arthur Okonkwo's younger brother, Brian Okonkwo, is on loan at Leatherhead. Um, he is training at the Arsenal Academy during the weeks and then traveling with Leatherhead on match days. He's made five appearances, kept two clean sheets, and appeared in all but one match so far. So a good loan move for a young player, and, and as we've spoken about so much, Arsenal has so many goalkeeping talents these days that some of them need to go on loan just for game time alone. Those are all of our Hail Enders out on loan. You'll notice I did not cover Marquinhos, who is on loan at Nantes in France. Not a Hail Ender, and that's just how it has to be. But very excited to be back with you all. I hope there's some new listeners here. My following has grown quite a bit on Twitter since my last episode. I hope old listeners and new listeners alike will share with people they think will be interested. I appreciate any retweet, like, share, shout-outs, whatever you can give me on Twitter. I'm really in, you know, hoping to get this podcast back up and running to where it was. And let me know what you think of the player profile. Let me know what more you'd like to hear about a player, what you didn't need to hear, whether you want the profile in the front or at the end. Hopefully, by the time you're listening, Amario Cozier-Dewberry has made his first-team debut for, Brentford, uh, for Arsenal against Brentford in the League Cup. If not, we'll have an update on him next week. And again, thank you all for listening. We are back with Away From Hail End.